there, everyone, and welcome back to Finance in a Flash, presented by Beacon Financial Strategies. I'm your host, John Motto, and today I'm joined again by Chip Heimiller. How are you doing today, Chip? I'm doing great, John. How are you? I'm doing well. Seems like fall is in full force here in North Carolina. The state fairs here. It's actually cold now, and I feel like it's maybe the the first few days of uh, of fall. Yeah, and, and maybe we won't get the head fake like we're we normally are used to, you know, where it's it, it's ninety degrees next week. So I, maybe this time it'll stick, you know. Yeah, it sure seems like it. And it seems like we didn't get that head fake. Um, earlier in October like we normally do and we just headed right on into it I guess a little bit later I will say I was um, as some of our listeners may know and Chip certainly knows I officiate uh, collegiate soccer and I had a game on Saturday where I got sunburned and then this morning I wore a toboggan to take my dog out yeah that's funny how that works isn't it <laughs> yeah it is well, I'm happy Falls here, and uh, let's get things kicked off today, Chip. So we're continuing our, our series on estate planning. Um, last episode, we touched on asset titling, and um, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's a great episode. We had a blast recording it, um, and I would highly encourage you to, to go listen to that asset titling um, podcast. But today, we're going to dive into the probate process. Chip, I'm really excited to talk about probate today. I know, right? How exciting is this? I know. <laughs> I know a lot of people love talking about it. Well, you know, actually, people probably don't love talking about it. You know, when you're thinking about the probate process, likely you've just lost a loved one or, you you know, maybe somebody you're thinking about it, somebody's not doing too well. Um, so I think folks, and in, in our experience, you correct me if I'm wrong here, Chip, um, People have a lot of anxiety around this topic. It is a lot of anxiety, and you know, honestly, it it's uh, not maybe it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's it, it's it's not a terrible process, and honestly, you can ha- you can hire professionals to help you, and so you know, it's it's just one of those things. I, I'm excited to clarify a lot of the misconceptions with probate, and um, and just kind of dive in into what it actually is, and 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 what people uh, need to do to prepare for uh, this inevitable process. Right, and I think you touched on something really important there. There is a lot of anxiety around it, but a lot of it is around the unknown. And maybe people feel like they don't know what's going on, and it's an overwhelming task. Um, So hopefully today on our podcast, we can provide some clarity, some peace of mind to our listeners. But I think, Chip, could you start us off by just telling us what probate means? Yeah, I mean, probate is is very simple. It's simply the court-supervised legal process uh, that that distributes uh, a decedent uh, their assets to uh, the beneficiaries of their estate. And, and so, Chip, uh, you know, let's say I'm I'm going through the process. What 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 is the first step? Yeah, so the first step really is uh, figuring out who the executor is and finding um, the will, and which normally stipulates uh, who the executor is. And it's just a plug. The next podcast we have about in this series is going to be about wills. So oh, you beat me to that. I beat one, you yeah, to but... it. So I, you know, but it, it's really that's the first step is is figuring out who's going to be the executor and the personal representative, and the place that. You know, if you have a will, th- those are always mentioned in the will. Uh, if if it's a person who doesn't have a will, which is very common, to be honest with you, um, then it's it's a uh, you know the court can can appoint someone who can be the executor. 
So I guess an applicate is there an application process or, or who would an app you know what type of application would be in would who would it be submitted to I guess that application Yeah usually the loved one would go down to the um, clerk of court in the county that you know the person passed away in and and kind of apply uh, to be that executor and uh, and then the the clerk of court there would would qualify that person or suggest another alternative. Great. Okay, I, and uh, thank you for that, Chip. Because I think I think we do have a kind of an understanding of probate. You know, just an understanding of the meaning and stuff like that. So let's get into some of the more nitty gritty. Um, and I think this is a question that most people start with rather than understanding the process. But what types of assets are included in an estate for the probate process? Yeah, and so this is important. And um, really, it's it's you know, on our last podcast, we talked a lot about asset titling, which is really important. But, you know, if you think about which types of assets are probated, it's really only personally owned assets. So not assets or accounts with that are joint ownership, not uh, accounts like IRAs that have beneficiary designations. It's really only those things that a person owns personally. You know, when they when they pass away, what accounts are titled only in their name with no beneficiary designations? And that's kind of what would flow through the probate process. So it could be personal property. It could be accounts. It could be cars. It could be uh, other things that, that a person owns personally. Gotcha. And I think this, this leads us right into our next question. Which types of assets are not included in the probate process? Yeah, so accounts not included would be things like IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401k plans, life insurance policies, anything with a beneficiary designation, payment on death accounts. A lot of times people assign beneficiaries even on personal accounts, and that those would not be included in a state for probate purposes. And so, you know, that's why everything, if you think about it, you really need to have a a plan that looks at everything holistically and thinks about titling and beneficiary designations and all that stuff because you know the last thing I want as an advisor is for you know uh, the client that I care deeply about and know what their family situation is and and all of that stuff if, if their distribution wishes um, don't happen and so we really want to make sure that everything is correct and the titling is correct and the wills are, are uh, appropriate and that sort of thing just ahead of time. Right, and I think that's kind of why we kicked off this series with asset titling. Um, and it's all coming full circle now and I'm sure we'll even touch it, touch um, on asset titling again in some of our future pro- uh, podcasts. So um, Chip, we kind of now have an understanding of what probate means. We know what's included and what's not included, what type of assets are not and which type of uh, assets are included in the process. So let's say I find myself as the executor. Um, what type of responsibility do I have? Yeah, so I think it depends on the person. You know, uh, an executor normally has the ability to hire other professionals. So a lot of times people will, especially in this time of grief, you know, it's it's appropriate to hire an attorney, for example, to help out in this process. And, you know, but, you know, obviously uh, you don't have to hire an attorney. Uh, some people think that's it could be costly and that sort of thing. But uh, ultimately the, the responsibility of the executor is simply to make sure that 
Um, you know, there's an inventory of the deceased assets um, that uh, all of the debts uh, that a person has is, is kind of uh, paid and, and make sure that there's there's going to be claims against the estate for any debts. Um, you have to publish and deliver um, notices to creditors. You know, if, if you know that there's a credit card uh, bill or another debt, you have to let those creditors know that uh, a person has passed away. Uh, also, the executor or the personal representative has to kind of set up new bank accounts um, in the name of the estate uh, to kind of hold things, uh, you know, if you have a checking account, you know, there needs to be an estate account that where the proceeds of the checking account kind of go go through and um, and filter through and and paying, you know, through that you'd pay things like funeral expenses, uh, debts, taxes, things like that. Any any expenses that are incurred in beh- on behalf of the estate. Yeah, and I, I do want to remind our listeners, you know. Chip, you, di- you just went through a lot of stuff, but not all of those points will be applicable to every situation. So I, I know it sounds like a lot, um, but that kind of gives us a good lead into my next question. You've kind of touched on this already, saying that you could hire um, a professional, um, but but what in what situation would you say, okay, this one might, you might want to hire a professional, and you know how long would this process maybe even last? Well, to be honest, I think that, you know, I like bringing in a professional in this case. I mean, sometimes professional fees are well worth it. And in this case, in my opinion, I like bringing in an attorney, um, hiring a CPA to do any tax returns that are, you know, outstanding. Um, I just think it, it, you know, brings a lot of clarity and um, and really defines uh, you know, the pathway uh, towards the settlement process, and it just makes it a little bit easier. Uh, but, you know, uh, how long does it take? Well, that depends on a lot of different factors. I mean, the size of the estate, the complexity of the estate, you know, what's kind of going on. I know there are uh, some famous people who are, their estates are still open. Like I think Elvis's estate is still open. So, wow. you know, and he's been, he's been gone a long time. So, you know, it just depends on um, the complexity, but I'll say that on average, you know, it's three months or so to a year. That's, that's kind of, you know, the average, if it's a very simple estate, it can be um, handled really quickly in about uh, three months or so. And, and, you know, but by and large, what we're seeing mostly, especially post COVID is, you know, nine months, uh, to a year is kind of the, the normal, uh, timeframe. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, is there any, um, besides, you know, there would be some cost, of course, you know, when you hire a professional, um, but is there a cost in general for the probate process? Let's say I didn't hire a professional. Yeah, so there, there is uh, the state of North Carolina, uh, and every state might be a little bit different, so depending on where our listeners are from, but in the state of North Carolina, there's a $120 fee to open an estate, and so every estate would, would have that. Um, and then there are probate fees. So, and probate fees are, are based on the size of the estate. So the larger the estate, um, the higher the probate cost might be. Um, there is a cap, so the state of North Carolina does cap 
uh, probate cost of $6,000. So even the largest estate, you know, would be $6,000 probate cost. But the fees right now, and this changes from time to time, but the fees right now are $0.40 cents per $100 estate. So if you think about a million dollar uh, estate, then probate costs would be somewhere in the neighborhood of $4,000 or so. And um, it takes a, an estate of about one and a half million uh, to hit that cap of $6,000. Okay, great. Thank you, Chip. So we've gone kind of through the ins and out of the probate process, but um, here's a question for you, and I'm sure some of our listeners have this question. Are all estates required to go through the probate process? Yeah, no, no, they're not. Uh, extremely, uh, if, if you have a small estate, like um, estates that are less than $30,000, I think you can do something called a, a summary administration. And, um, and a lot of times that happens with people, maybe they have, which we'll talk about this in a future podcast here in this series about revocable living trust. But if someone has a revocable living trust and all their assets kind of go through that trust, then, you know, maybe there's a really small and significant almost, uh, you know, maybe they had a checking account or something and, um, and there would just be a summary administration and, you know, the, you know, it's, it's just a smaller estate, but anything less than $30,000, there's a chance that, that, um, probate could be avoided there. Okay, great. Well, Chip, I think that about covers probate. Any parting words or any other information you'd like to give our listeners? Yeah, again, I think that this is something that, you know, if you've had a parent to pass away and you've kind of gone through this process, you make it a priority usually to, to not burden your kids with the process of, of going through all this. And you tend to uh, set your estate up in a way that kind of avoids this hassle of, uh, of probate. And that's really what it is. It's just more of a, it's not incredibly hard. It's just finding time to, to prepare the accounting and all of the things that, that, the clerk of court requires. You know, they require to show uh, assets coming into the estate and then the assets going out of the state to the rightful beneficiaries. And so you kind of have to prove that and show a paper trail of that. And that's really the, the process itself. But, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, but most importantly, it's something that you can avoid and you can avoid that hassle for your children and your family. And um, it can make a huge difference and um, and just simplify things if, if you know, we go through the process of, you know, titling your assets properly and, and having other things like beneficiary designations and that sort of thing. And you can kind of eliminate the process uh, and the need for probate almost. So it's just one of those things to be aware of. So uh, that hopefully our listeners kind of get the idea that um, probate's not really that big of a deal, especially if you're kind of strategic about um, beneficiary de designations and titling and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think I think you brought up some really great points there and also some some really interesting points about why we're doing this podcast series. It's a lot of the times when dealing with estate planning, um, folks think about it when it's too late or, you know, when stuff is already in motion, you know, so we want to help hopefully provide some clarity and peace of mind to our listeners that maybe avoid um, certain mistakes that could happen in the estate planning and not necessarily mistakes, but just things that make it more complicated for loved ones during a already difficult time. Yeah, I've never had someone come in. I've been doing this for, I think, 26 years now, but no, no one's ever come into my office and said, I'm super excited to, uh, you know, talk about my estate planning. That just does not, you know, just doesn't happen. People don't get too enthusiastic about thinking about their own mortality. 
And uh, but I think you know, as you work with advisors and other professionals, they they have the responsibility to to help out in this area. And it's something we can we can add quite a bit of a value and identify potential problems. And so, you know, I, hopefully it's it's people walk away from this podcast a little bit more knowledgeable and also a little bit less reluctant to go through the planning process on the estate side. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, Chip, unless you got anything else, I think that does it for us today on our probate podcast as we have continued our estate planning series. As always, thank you so much for listening. And as a reminder, if you have a question for us, please ask. As Pat from our office would say, if you have a question, ask a question. Um, We love hearing from our listeners. And stay tuned for our next episode as we continue our estate planning series where we'll be discussing wills. See you next time. Thank you.